Hey guys, it's Ben. Thank you for checking out this message. If you want to hear more messages from Catalyst Church, just search Catalyst Church of Carrollton on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We hope this message speaks to you, encourages you. We hope it builds your life. We hope it builds you. We are for you. The best is yet to come. And if you want to give or donate to what God's doing here at Catalyst Church, you can go to IamCatalyst.net slash donate. The best is yet to come. We love you guys.
patient. You need to be faithful. Yell at them, say patiently. You watch it online, just type patiently. Produce a huge harvest. My title today is, Are You Good Ground? Lift your hands right now. Lord, make us good ground. Lord, do therapy right now. We are not worried about the time. We are not worried about what we having for lunch, even though I already know what I'm having, and it's going to be a lot of grease. Lord, do therapy. Preach to our hearts. Speak. Let your presence, let your love, let whatever be in this room, whatever be, be through, live, preach through this room, Whatever everybody needs, be it, because you are the word. You are the seed. Lord, speak. You still speak today in Jesus' name. Make us good ground. Tell somebody, say amen. amen. As you're seated, tell somebody, ask them, say, are you good ground? Y'all ready for some Jesus? We call this parable the parable of the sower, the farmer. But this parable and this teaching, real, y'all locked, locked in on me. It's going to go dark, and that's okay. This, we call this parable the parable of the sower. This parable is not really about the sower. It's not about the one sowing seed. It's not about we preached it. I've preached it over the years wrong, or at least not really what it was meant to be. It was, uh, it's not the focus of the message. This parable is not about sowing seed. It's not about how to sow seed. It's not really about what you're planting or where you're planting it. The Bible talks about that too, just not here. We'll get to that at some point because we're spending three months on Jesus, and he talks about that too. But this parable is not really about the sower and the farmer and what type of seeds you're sowing and changes you're making. It's really not about that. It's about the soil. It's about the soil. It's about the soil. It's about us. The soil here in this principle that Jesus teaches that will apply to every part of your life that you will allow it to change and apply to, it's the soil represents the condition of our hearts. The soil represents the conditions of our heart. I love it that people are taking notes because, God, we're, we aren't just growing in number. We're growing deep. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, too. We're growing deep. God wants to move in your life. We ain't just growing numerical, numerically. Numbers will grow if we grow, but we're growing first. The soil, the soil represents our hearts. You can sow good seed. You can make better choices and changes. That's good. I see it. I see God moving in your life. I celebrate it. You can do that all day. But you got to ask yourself, are you good ground? Are you good ground? Because this parable is not really about the decisions you're making, but the condition of your heart. Is your heart ripe for a harvest? Is your heart ripe, ripe, for, ripe for growth? And what you're believing God for in your faith, in your family, in your finances, in your future is, are you good ground, Catalyst? Are you good ground? Because it doesn't matter what you're sowing or the changes you're making. It is the soil. It is the soil that creates the environment and gives the needed nutrients to produce a harvest. And Jesus is doing therapy here. 
Jesus said teachings like quit worrying about, he told the religious church people, which is great I'm preaching to church people because he really wasn't talking about people outside. He was talking about people that should already know better and be farther along than you are. And he says, quit worrying about the outside of the cup. Quit worrying about what you're doing and what you look like and start looking at the soil, your heart. Tell somebody right now, say, I ain't going to be a pretty cup. Engage right now. Say, I'm more than a pretty cup. You're more than a pretty cup. And it is the heart that creates the environment. It is God doing, God, Jesus is doing therapy right now. He is not preaching the symptoms because the thing is, Jesus really never preached the symptoms. He preached to the heart. He gets there if we let him. And he is preaching to the soil, to the heart. So Jesus gives four types of ground here. I'm about to just teach four types of ground. Every one of us fall into at least one of these categories. Four types of ground. And as I preach this, I don't want you to think about uh, every, your neighbor, your spouse, the person that didn't hear today that needs to hear this message. All of us need, I want you to look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I good ground? Because God wants so much more for you. But I don't care what changes you're making if your heart doesn't change. We did the work day yesterday. If y'all ain't noticed, the last year, year and a half, our campuses have fallen apart. It was intentional because I realized, and honestly, our team and leadership realized we're going to work on the internal part of this church. We're going to focus on the heart. And when the heart, just like whole healing happens, when change on the inside happens, see, change in your life don't really happen going to the gym. But when your heart begins to change, things on the outside begin to line up. Habits begin to change. And so now it was just a natural next step to do a work day and see the faithfulness of God growing the people in this family and seeing what he's doing. And now we're working on the external because internal goes to external, but it starts with the ground. Ask somebody right now, say, are you good ground? Are you good ground? Because God wants to do surgery on your heart.
it, but it's a lot of money. That endless shrimp's done gone up $10 a piece. It used to be cheap. It ain't cheap. You got to stop. Rocky ground. Tell somebody to say rocky ground. Rocky ground. Look, you got to grow. If you will grow, if you will grow down, you will grow up. The writer of Hebrews says to the church, he says in Hebrews chapter 5, he says, you should have been teachers by now. He's talking to church people. Or she, I don't know. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. He said, he or she says, you should be teachers by now. You should be drinking, eating meat, but you're still drinking, drinking milk. You turn the page to chapter 6, he says, or she says, let us move beyond elementary school principles about teachings about Jesus. He said, let us be taken forward to maturity. You got to grow down. Grow down. Grow down. And what happens on rocky ground, we don't grow down. Tell somebody right now, say, grow deep. Grow deep. Let them talk. Let your friends get the promotions and get married and celebrate their showers. God has not left you behind. I know that you're struggling. I know that you want a promotion. I know that you want a different life. But if you will be faithful and you will seek him and you will celebrate people, if you will just grow deep and you will seek God, show up to church, bring your kids, bring your, your, come sit with your wife or husband. If your wife or husband won't sit with you, come by yourself and lay your marriage. Single person, lay your future marriage at the altar. Grow deep. And God will blow your mind. Thirdly, say thorns, say thorns. Thorns. The third thing is this, thorns. Thorns. Jesus said on that thorny ground, that thorny ground, what happens is our hearts are like thorns. And, and he says they receive it. They receive the message with joy. With joy. But it kind of crowds it out. Chokes it out. Suffocates it. And what suffocates it? The, the pleasures.
I've always struggled with family life. I was struggling mentally, and to be 100% honest, I was scared to talk about it. I've had weeks where I would dread to go to church because of how bad my mental health was. After joining Catafam, I realized my feelings are valid, and I just needed to talk to someone. Family doesn't have to be based on blood, but who you feel safe with. And I feel safe with Catalyst. They've given me a family, not just, you know, my wife, but they've given me a, a church family. It feels like home, and I've been with them ever since it started. And I got all my family investing into this church, and also me as well. I didn't go in and I feel welcome. I feel loved. I feel the presence of the Lord here in this place. Catalyst has changed my point of view on life. And Catalyst has showed me what I was worth and what others are worth. It feels like home. Like the first time I stepped into those doors, they were like so welcoming and hugging me. And just, I just felt so welcome here. I have a bunch of friends. I think we're all at the altar one time. And I look down, and I don't think there's a single person that if I were to fall, they wouldn't guide me to where to go to the right place. And actually felt like a home to define it. I've never really been able to define it, but now I can. And that's Catalyst Church. Home isn't just a house with a family, but where you choose with the people you love. Catalyst brought me joy and it really opened up my mom to her true feelings and me too and it really is amazing. It helps us grow in our faith and it's also helped us get closer with God. I used to work church around my life but now I work my life around church. The wonderful people at Catalyst saved a life and changed the way that I look at things. My walk with Jesus will continue to grow every day and I will continue to thank my Catafam for that.
think they've been coming. Now, people are going to be coming back to church and finding the true hope and love of God. We hope today's message spoke to you. If you want to know more about Catalyst, you can go to IamCatalyst.net. And we'd love to have you in the room one Sunday. God is for you and so are we. We'll see you next time.